Live at Five Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, all win streaks come to a close at some point. Uh, it happened last night for the Timberwolves in a spot where it looked like it probably would happen. Back-to-back uh, against Phoenix, an outstanding team who will fight uh, to get into the NBA Finals, it would appear, uh, this year. Uh, Coach Finch wasn't, though, pleased with some of the effort and so forth last night. Guys were a little spent, it seemed. I really thought that Mike Conley nailed it. You know, Ant was saying, hey, we didn't have much of a chance tonight, which is kind of true. And, mm. you know, Gobert was saying, we need to fight harder, which is also true. But I, I thought the right, the best perspectives from Mike Conley said, if you want to win Wednesday night in Phoenix against a great team after playing a Tuesday night in San Francisco, then you better win Tuesday night games, game, Tuesday night's game easier. Mm. You know, in other words, Tuesday night, it was a physical, chippy game, but they were playing a team without three best players. Yep. And if they pull away in the early in the second half against uh, an undermanned Warriors team on Tuesday, then the starters get to rest, start thinking about Wednesday night. Instead, they come off two emotional, close, tough games against the Warriors in three nights. Uh, they go one road city to another road city, which even as a writer, is tiring, trust mm-hmm. me. Yep. Uh, they get very little sleep, and they play a team that is intact and loaded. Um, and I, I don't know if that was a winnable game, but they, you know, if they played better on Tuesday, they might have had to put up a better fight on Wednesday. It's also true that you're going to lose a certain number of games a year, yeah. and this was going to be one of them. And it, I know everybody would rather have them be competitive. Sometimes it's better to lose in a blowout. Then you get your guys off the court, you relax a little bit, you kind of reset. Uh, losing close games is frustrating because you can point at 18 different plays you should have made and yeah. kick yourself. If you're going to lose, sometimes losing big is actually the better way to go. Uh, also, and the other factor here is <clears throat> Durant's great, Booker's great, yeah. the Suns are really good. But this is one of those games where Josh Okogie was 4 for 23 for three point line all season. He sees his former teammates, he makes his first three threes. <laughs> right. Eubanks hadn't made a three all year. He makes his first three. I mean, some some games are just not really that winnable. Yeah, just uh, not going to be that way. Uh, he did express a, a little uh, interesting point that I hadn't uh, either thought of or knew was that Anthony Edwards had struggled on the second game of yeah. back-to-backs early in his career. I guess I didn't remember that. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in and there to me, there are two facets to that. Number one is he is a young player trying to figure out, you know, how, how to live this lifestyle. And, and, you know, you don't play back-to-back games in college until you get to the tournament. Right. Um, and he's trying to figure out, you know, you know how, how do you handle yourself? You know, do you sleep more? Do you uh, – whatever. I mean, it, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lifestyle element to all this. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is he doesn't take the rest of the other NBA stars do. He doesn't take games off. He doesn't mm-hmm. coast. He plays really hard, and he plays a very physical style of, of basketball – uh, where he needs his explosiveness, so it's probably harder for him. You know, he, he's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are great players in the NBA who just, if it's an incon- inconvenient game, they just take it off. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, he isn't like that. He's even spoken yeah. out against uh, the the uh, load management practices of of a lot of stars in yeah. the NBA. Where did he play last year? Like seventy nine games. I think he played eighty two yeah. the year before that. So yeah, he is all in each night. And and part of all this is if you're going to play an eighty two game season, you're not playing eighty two games because that's gives you the best quality basketball on a nightly basis. You're playing 82 games because you can make the most money doing that. Mm. It's an absolute money grab. Nobody thinks that basketball players should play 82 games a year, plus playoffs and preseason. It's, it's ridiculous. 
so part of it is just the nature of the NBA. You can't. Nobody can be great for 82 games. Right. No doubt about that. Hey, uh, so what did you think about the uh, NBA's actions uh, about the fracas that happened on Tuesday, Draymond Green getting five games? Was that warranted? Should it have been more or less? Uh, you, I, you know, listen, from the, it's easy for us on the outside because we don't deal with parameters and anything mm-hmm. else. I mean, just because of Dray- Draymond Green's history, and it was so obviously him instigating something bigger out of something that had been was kind of calming down. Yep. I mean, I, w- I would have... You, to me, you couldn't have punished Draymond Green enough. Yeah. Um, given that they have to deal with the players' union and parameters and everything else, five games is pretty hefty, and it's probably a, a reasonable response to this under the circumstances. I also think it was good they didn't suspend either Clay or Jaden. They didn't really do that much. Uh, an ejection and a fine, a small fine is fine. Uh, these are not players with you know who, who cause problems on a regular basis. They just got a little skirmish. Yeah. So look, you know. Listen, I would love to see Draymond Green kicked out of the league. That's not going to happen. Under under realistic circumstances, I think they, they came down with about the right punishments. I was watching a little talk TV on ESPN yesterday, and, and uh, Jason Williams was on there, former uh, great college player, and then wrecked himself on a motorcycle and ended his NBA career prematurely. But he said he thought it was worth 10 games, what uh, uh, yeah. what Draymond had done. And he said, and I'm friends with Draymond, but his actions in the past leading up to this, he said, I think it's 10 games. And then Stephen A. Smith pushed back against that. But, but I thought it was interesting that a, a former player within the league would have gone as, that hard at him. Well, players get sick of Draymond too, and yeah. and, and even people. And Draymond has a charming side, and he is a great player, and he's an incredibly intelligent player. Mm. But your players get sick of this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, I, I would love to see him suspended ten. I would love to see him suspended twenty games. Yeah. Um, you know, again, when you're when you're commissioner and you are dealing with the players' association and you're trying trying to at least appear fair. You know, you're probably going to be a little more conservative when it comes to dealing out this kind of punishment. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm just completely sick of Draymond. It yeah. was a blatant, violent act. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'd, I'd be happy to never see him play basketball again. Yeah, unfortunately, we will see him again. Yeah, uh, Gopher men will play tonight against Missouri. They'll be their first uh, real test. That's a good non-conference game uh, for them to schedule. And I feel kind of bad uh, for Ben Johnson in that almost every time he's on the dais or speaking with reporters, he's begging for fans to show up at Williams Arena. The attendance has gotten really low uh, there. He's trying to get them to come back. The only way to do that is to win, though, right? Yep. Uh, Begging just doesn't work. It just doesn't look good either. And I understand. I understand, you know. I understand he's in a difficult situation. He's probably got to do something this year to keep his job. Um, And really, to me, the only hope is that Cam Christie is just spectacular. Mm. You know, if Cam Christie comes in as a freshman and immediately takes over the program and Dawson Garcia gets to be the number two player and, you know, and maybe Eamon comes on as a three-point, you know, and then everybody kind of finds their role around uh, Christie and Garcia, then maybe you have something. Mm. The problem is they've had Jameson Battle. They've had Dawson Garcia. They've had good players, and it has, they have not been able to win Big Ten games. So, now, maybe even Chris, maybe Christie even playing well won't be enough for this program. Yeah. He isn't related to the former NBA player named yes. Christie, is he? Yes. Ah, that's his, his son, son then? Oh, great. Yep. So, you know, some pedigree there as well. We see other sons of great NBA players, boy, coming up 
all over the NBA now as well as college basketball. So, uh, you know, hopefully, yeah, he can can take off and be uh, that outstanding player. Uh, Don Plitzowite has her team playing well here early to begin with. They they lost to North Dakota State last year and then kind of buried them last night, as they should, as a much larger uh, program. So, you know, it looks like she's off to a good start. She's a really good coach. Um, I mean, she's just, I don't even know how to, what else to say about it. She's yeah. a really good coach. Yeah. Uh, I think she's also personable. I think she will be able to recruit. She's recruited this area before when she was at South Dakota State. She knows how to recruit. Um, she's been around big-time programs. She's won. She's one of different level programs. Listen, the Big Ten is really hard, and it's not like she's going to come in and win the Big Ten when Iowa and Ohio State and Indiana are, are this good. Mm. But I think you're going to see a lot better basketball. Um, you know, unfortunately, Lindsay could not translate her high basketball intelligence into her players. Yeah. And the most shocking thing about her tenure uh, was that she was able to recruit excellent players and. They looked like, and her guards never looked like they knew what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And I think you've already seen a change in that with Dawn. Uh, much better, smarter, uh, dis- more disciplined guard play. Lindsay's teams turned the ball over, not only a lot, but in the worst possible ways. Mm-hmm. Those soft, horizontal passes. And when I would coach third graders. Uh, it was the first thing I taught my guards not to do. Don't throw that soft, horizontal pass. It's going to get picked off and turned into a layup. You know, it's a four-point swing. You cannot win doing that, and her teams did it all the time. So I think you're going to see better basketball. I think you're going to see better defense. I think you're going to see better connectivity. Um, and I think, you know, Lindsay's talent is going to – the players she recruited are good enough to win, and I think they're going to win this year. Great. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.